Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined once again by Nick Biasini, and uh, today we're going to be talking about ransomware as a service. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about ransomware as a service. This has kind of been in the headlines uh, very recently because there have been several high-profile groups who utilize this model that have made several major attacks recently. So, basically, if I were to ask you about, you know, the ransomware as a service model, what is it exactly? Because, like, from my 10,000-yard view, it kind of reminds me of restaurant franchise model, like a McDonald's or something like that. In, in some ways, it's actually kind of similar. Uh, the, and it, it's something that has been in the kind of the threat landscape for a while now, this concept of affiliates and people paying to get people to install malware, that kind of stuff. Uh, what we're seeing with the ransomware groups, though, is that it's kind of a two-way street, right? They want the these uh, people who are determined adversaries to infect these companies and get it started. But at the same time, they want the reputation of these established cartels to back them up to hopefully uh, produce a large payday. So when you see this, that's kind of how this organization works is you have groups that are affiliates that are getting initial infections and then they're treading on the reputation of these larger groups to do the actual payouts and then they split the money. So the, the ransomware cartels get money and then the affiliates do as well. So what's in it for the original groups, though, the, the larger group that you mentioned? Because for me, you might look at it from the perspective, you know, if you were looking at it from the attacker's perspective, you might think uh, that you're losing out on money because you're having to share some of these ransom payments. So, you know, what's in it for the larger groups? Conducting these attacks is potentially, you know, not not a trivial task and things that that take time for them to establish access into networks and that kind of stuff. By having these people doing the work for them, it allows them to hit more people faster. So now they may not, they may have to split the money, but instead of getting five ransom payouts, they can get 10, 15, 20 in that same time window now. So as I mentioned, these, this, these types of groups have been in the headlines recently. Most notably, I should say, uh, is the Dark Side group, which uh, compromised the Colonial Pipeline. And uh, as we're recording this today, we have a new blog post on, on the site uh, about that, where you can read more insights from the IT and, and OT perspective from Joe Marshall. Is there anything particularly dangerous about ransomware as a service groups? And why they're attacking now, or does it really just boil down to the fact that the more attackers that are out there, the more attacks there are happening every day, and the more likely your organization is to be a target? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, One of the biggest differences is a lot of organizations for the first time are having to deal with determined adversaries. You know, typical malicious activity is not from a determined adversary. They're just people that are casually trying to infect people. These are groups and individuals who are very skilled at what they do and are very determined to get into large enterprise networks. So we're really starting to see a shift and it it kind of plays both ways because of that. You know, lastly, uh, still kind of approaching this, if we were to view this from the attacker's perspective, why would you want to be a affiliate? Is it just because like the code is basically already there cut for you so that you have to put in very little of the actual development work and kind of just start targeting people immediately? 
Well, there's a couple of things there. One is, yes, that they already built the ransomware and you know that it works properly. It's not, you know, there aren't like easy workarounds and things like that. But you have to remember that a lot of these groups, these cartels, these larger ransomware groups are very established and very well known in the media and in various other places. And by using this ransomware, not only do they have ransomware that works, but they have potentially an arm that's going to push publicly and disclose who was being breached and what type of information was breached. And they're going to handle, I hate to say it, but almost like the PR side of this, where they're the ones that are exposing who was exposed, what the issues were. And because they have access to that, it's very attractive for them. They're a lot more likely to get, you know, a 10, 20, $30 million payout being an established ransomware cartel than they are some random group that just kind of kludged together some ransomware and, and infected a victim. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks as always, Nick, for, for the insight and information. And I hope that this was a, a helpful overview for everyone. Thanks for coming on as always. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.